This is Horns Up and Seasons Greetings wherever you guys are. I'm Animesh. And I'm Peter. And I'm with Ravi. us. Yes. Ravi, just let me do my producer duties and give you the cue, na? Yikes, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Why didn't you say who you are again, although I've already said it. What is your name, Ravi? <laughs> <laughs> my name happens to be Ravi by a strange coincidence. Oh my god, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We thought we'd just, you know, uh, not do anything as such <laughs> for the Christmas episode or the episode that's releasing around the Christmas time. And so I told Peter, Peter, let's play a game. And uh, yeah, that's why we are doing Metal or Not. Yeah, Peter, I mean, you're it's... excited, no, but... Of course, I always enjoy this, especially since I'm the only one who knows which bands we're going to talk about. And uh, I always end up like, I'm very glad to have Ravi again. I don't know why, for some reason, I completely forgot that we had done this before <laughs> with Ravi. So I had to go look and we don't repeat the same bands. But yeah, it's always fun to come up with bands, especially keeping in mind our guests, right? I mean... Who, who can forget the episode with Albatross where you went like completely over Mastodon and Tool? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's one episode no one will forget from Metal or Not. But uh, yeah, that one and the very first one. Yeah. Anyways. Oh yeah, with Sahil, of course, mm. who could forget it. But uh, yeah, it's always fun to do Metal or Not because I think it's one of those conversations that everyone has uh, at home or what we used to do on message boards back in the day. Shout out to Gigpad and RSJ. But here we're doing How it can you forget e-music post and the oh. demon and the demon steal the, the demonic forums? The demon yeah, stealer forums? Demonic forums, forums of course. Huh. Of course. Yeah, also but, Indian guitar tabs. Oh boy, that that that's a old really <laughs> taking me back to the early two thousands. But uh, yeah, I think that's where we kind of cut our teeth uh, with all having all these kind of opinions in there. And it's strange that like, I realized when I go back to the forums, because some of them are still online, that Animesh, you and Ravi, both of you used to post, <laughs> but I had no idea who y'all were in person, never met y'all. <laughs> oh, well, from doing that behind the keyboard to doing this behind a camera on Zoom. Yeah. Technology. <laughs> We've come a long way. We've come a long way. Cool. So Peter. Let's start this off, man. Okay, so let's warm up a band that I think we're going to have polarizing opinions about, but uh, Limbiscuit, metal or not? I had a feeling Limbiscuit would come up here. Hmm. Well, they just put out an album. Well, if you want to call that an album, I don't know. It is an album. It's by yeah. far one of, like, I heard it. I, I'm a Limbiscuit fan. Like, even though I've never heard an entire album on its own, except for Gold Cobra and uh, the new one, uh, I dig Limbiscuit. Like, they, uh, their, their greatest hits while our CD is, is a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, but are they But it's not or... fucking metal. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was like, wait, is Animesh going to say they are metal? No, man, they're not metal. It's bouncy. It's it's energetic. It's stupid. Um, they wish they were metal. They wish they were as, like, even remotely as metal as Rage Against the Machine, who I consider metal, but... 
I actually think they are metal in the sense that, uh, you know, I mean, they essentially formed their own sort of metal and they're basically the flag bearers of that genre. If you think about it, they're massively influential. I don't think we'd have, for better or worse, bands like Five Finger Death Punch if Limp Bizkit hadn't, you know, uh, pioneered the moronic dudes jabbering about that <laughs> genre. <laughs> See that's the thing, right? Like, okay, you say that if 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 moronic dude rap metal was a was the genre, then yes, then maybe yeah, maybe yeah, Limp Bizkit are the proto metal to that genre. But greater when you that. have a Rage Against the Machine, see, I think Rage Against the Machine were an entirely different kind of thing. I'd say the uh, uh, I'd say the rap elements were a little more pronounced in Rage Against the Machine. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Limp Biscuit, where the rap was basically just a kind of uh, build up to the massive sing along breakdown. Yeah. yeah. And, the hook. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, uh, if you look at uh, Wes Borland as a character, he generally tried to put on these weird costumes. And I think that was even before Slipknot. Uh, yeah. mm. I, mean, I, I, I actually think Slipknot saw Wes Borland and, how, and thought, hey, how about that with the entire freaking band? You know. Uh, so. Speaking of like like just Wes Borland, um, I like I don't remember the band name and I don't remember the album name, but I remember listening to it and I remember enjoying it. Black 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 Light something. Black yeah, Light. Black Crown. Black Crown Brides or something. No. Black Light. No, no, no. You're getting confused with Black Veil Brides, dude. No, no. Ah. Wait. Black Light Burns. Burns. Yes. Yeah. I like both the Black both or. At least the first Blacklight Burns album. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think uh, West Borland, uh, you know, I can't claim to have been like, you know, the biggest fan of Limp Bizkit. I don't think I've heard anything other than the hits. But I have a feeling, feeling he could possibly, I mean, uh, in a better musical idiom, he'd probably be a more full-fledged metal kind of player. But, you know, I think well, Limp Bizkit are definitely metal. They are not the kind of metal that I particularly like or gravitate towards, but definitely metal uh, in terms of, you know, uh, the kind of look, the fact that they, for better or worse, they kept the interest in heavy music or slightly noisy sounding music going at a time when, you know, the musical idiom and rock was mainly Hootie and the Blowfish and things like that. You know, you got to give them props for being a bit of a gateway drug to hopefully better music. But yeah, I'd definitely say they're metal. Hmm. And and actually, that kind of describes my journey into metal, right? I mean, I don't want to go down that road again. But I think Ravi put that there. But having said that, and kind of now looking back 20 odd years after I heard <laughs> Limbiscuit, for my taste at this point, and I'll tell you why I don't consider them metal. It's just the kind of lyrics that they have right like when i was listening to the latest album their new single is dad vibes which kind of very well describes the entire kind of generation that grew up on their music uh, in there and probably i would say like remember uh, the fuck i don't know why i can't remember the name of the song but the song from uh, mission impossible 2 right which everyone take a look around yeah, a look that was, around, dude, that was, that was, that was Astounding. Uh, very good song. 
It was yeah, a really and, good song. Yeah, I yeah, and, completely you know, agree. Yeah. I remember uh, I remember when I heard that, and I think I probably mentioned it maybe even on the spot, but when I first heard that song, I was like, I can't believe Limp Bizkit have done a better song than Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> I disappear, which is uh, absolute pits as far as Metallica was concerned, was on the same soundtrack album. And yeah. very frankly, in that breakdown, sounded more metal than anything on I Disappear. Yeah, and and that's the thing, right? Like a lot of people got exposed to Limbiscuit without like being even aware that it's Limbiscuit, right? Through that soundtrack, and I'd say that era was very influential. Like you talked about it, right? Like so many people got into. It. I mean, uh, shout out to Anurag Tagat who actually did this great article for the first post on the impact of chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Like when I was reading that article, I was like. Fuck, he's kind of just like talked about my entire experience listening to that album. And of course, that first song with 46 fucks, come on, <laughs> like everyone kind of uh, knows it. But just the way they've evolved over there. And I mean, you, I don't think you all would remember, but there was an entire album they did without West Bolin, which sucked. I mean, like for me, really? like, yeah, like it was all just basically rap. Like there was a song with like Snoop Dogg and... It was all rap stuff. This is the one. Did you just see the album with the horrible uh, Who cover? Yes. Where, was was it that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the one. That's the yeah. One. I thought the Who cover was just an additional single that they did for the greatest hits song. Whatever for the no, greatest no, that, hits that was, album. That was the entire album. Fuck. That just goes to show my Limbiscuit knowledge. <laughs> so, so I mean, like, I think like the only metal guy in Limbiscuit is uh, Wes Bolin, and I mean, like. I, while I'm saying they're not metal, the very fact like the internet lost their shit when they played that Lollapalooza set and everyone was like, oh my God, Limbisk is, is back. And everyone's like, there were a lot of like people who were like, why the fuck is everyone talking about Limbiskit? And then they debuted Dad Vibes. But uh, yeah, but not not metal for me. Sorry, Ravi. <laughs> Limbiskit has has what I would really like stadium stadium metal bands to have, which is Jump the Fuck Up Energy. I actually enjoyed the the latest album, and I especially <laughs> really like that one track, in, which is a conversation between two fans. Oh no, sorry, not two fans. One guy who's a hater, and one guy who is a poser because uh, he wants to basically be deemed or be acknowledged as a hater, but he keeps rebutting the hater with views, which are basically views of him uh, having listened to the music and having been. Uh, you know, really liking the music. Uh, that's a fantastic yeah. track. I mean, kudos to Limbiscuit for even doing that and and basically, yeah, accepting that they are jokes to some degree and that yeah. their that their music is being seen as a joke by a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah, but there's a whole the, theory. Uh, Tom Hanks film Big by any chance? Have any yeah, of I haven't seen of it. Course. Of course. Okay, I so the conceptual theme of Big is that uh, you know there's this 11 year old kid who. Uh, gets his kind of soul transformed or other soul trapped in the adult body of Tom Hanks. And from the story that you told me, it, it confirms a theory I've always had about uh, Fred Durst, which is that <laughs> he's potentially a 12-year-old in a grown-up guy's body and he's like, ah, I'm trying to be an adult, you know. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I hope no one catches on that I'm actually a child. 
I'm not surprised. Okay. Okay. But yeah, Limbiscuit continue will continue to be a guilty pleasure. It's okay. like the amount of times when I've been like totally pissed and uh, um, started listening to break stuff or um, shit. My 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 favorite Limbiscuit song is. Uh, I I thought he was gonna say Roland for a second. Which one? no 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 I I don't like Roland. I Rolling was ruined. uh because of how many times i heard it as part of the undertaker's entrance theme yeah shit <laughs> i'm forgetting the limbiscuit song man fuck That's okay i'm just going to remove this entire part then it'll okay. come to me eventually yeah okay all right oh, wait so wait one second they make forgettable songs come on dude no they make forgettable songs as a moot <laughs> limbiscuit making forgettable songs as a moot point because Apart from the singles, do you really remember? Like, apart from the hits, do you really remember any of the other songs on well, any of their the albums? Is, like, the, in terms of the song titles or whatever. I've never encountered anything other than the hits. I I heard the hits. I couldn't stand them. While I do still think that it's metal after a fashion, I nothing that I heard made me think. You know what? I want to hear an entire album's worth of this. All right. So wait. At the moment, though, we are. Uh, two of us peter and me saying that limbiscuit is not metal so sorry ravi you'll just have to live with that <laughs> yep that's okay <laughs> okay so so here's a segue and i'm surprised you kind of brought this up ravi but uh, hey i guess you kind of are on to me the next band is five finger death punch i'm going to make this super easy and no no but i no i actually i can't make this super easy i'm going to wait for uh your opinions because i have to date never heard a five finger death punch song how are you so lucky how i have never so heard a five finger death punch album uh yeah educate me guys <laughs> you're you're so, lucky <laughs> five finger death punch is i mean if you assume um uh, you know limp biscuit to kind of get into a sort of canine anal- analogy is uh pitbull a five finger death punch is basically kind of like a chihuahua that's been fake <laughs> but that's pretending to be a pitbull you know <laughs> and it's got an owner who says bro look at my pitbull he's going to fuck your shit up and you know it's this tiny little thing and it's like yapping and annoying so essentially five finger death punch took the most commercial aspects of olympuskit made them even more commercial and you know they're basically a rock band with mildly noisy guitars i think they're the sort of band that you know your parents won't mind you listening to because it's all sing along and nice you know they're like the bon jovi for uh, the new metal generation yeah i i don't so know like not metal like like i'm shocked at how popular the band is i mean in a way i guess when when you have it is such and you know the thing that really shocked me ravi uh is that Andy James the guitarist. oh yeah the, the shredder right he went yeah, he, he joined them but hey you yeah. know what uh Shre- it's no longer the late 80s shredders are no longer making money i mean uh i always am amazed at the fact that Steve Vai got to make some three or four videos for fashion and warfare and you know that was the kind of budget and that was the kind of push that album was being given uh i'm sure Andy James has done some really great solo albums some of them perhaps even in the passion and warfare zone as far as technique and stuff like that is concerned but no one's giving him money to make videos so he may as well 
get whatever gig he can get, which pays yeah. him enough to keep shredding on the side, right? That, that's a great way of looking at it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I love the uh, example you gave of the Chihuahua because like I've heard and I've come across and I hate YouTube for this that keeps recommending me tracks by them. And now I have to like keep going and say, do not recommend this channel or do not recommend this. But it just amazes me as how popular they are. And it in a may makes sense, right? I mean, like they're the... No, it shouldn't amaze you at all how popular they are. It's basically pop music. I mean, this is like saying, how did AHA become so popular in the 80s? <laughs> you know? This yeah, is yeah. Okay, music. so wait, 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 wait. I'm going to... Uh, so while the two of you have been talking, I've been looking at their... Uh, album covers and yes oh, i thought you looked at their band picture don't do that <laughs> i've looked at the band pictures too and through the eras like both the album covers as well as the band pictures they give off a metal vibe i mean first glance will tell me that this is a metal band but wait i have two questions especially with uh, one is about the chihuahua example uh see chihuahuas they pack in a lot of punch for their size and yes, definitely the key word that I would use to describe a chihuahua is annoying. So yeah. are these guys... Like... I would use to describe Five Finger Death Punch. And, uh, you know, uh, I actually thought you'd bring this up, which is why I said a fixed chihuahua, you know. Wow. It's a neutered chihuahua. So, <laughs> so what little aggression it has has been snipped right off. So, you know, it just yelps. And but continuously keeps doing that. Yeah, it's basically incapable. If its bite cannot be worse than its bark because it has no bite. <laughs> it has no bite. Okay, yeah. cool. The second question was: You mentioned Aha, right? Um, today, Aha, I'm guessing probably earns every every penny they do because of Take on Me and how popular that song is. Does Five Finger yeah. Death Punch have that kind of a song? I don't know. Uh, I don't again. want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> then it'll be stuck I in my head heard and I'll hate you. I that called uh, Champagne, which was incredibly catchy. It was insanely annoying, but it was also really catchy. And, uh, you know, it's exactly like pop music. As Of course, I like AHA a lot more than, you know, I'd ever like uh, Five Finger Death Punch. But... I can completely get why they're as popular as they are. They're really, really radio friendly. They have enough of a hip hop segment to alienate people who are like hardcore hip hop fans. They have enough guitars to not alienate people who think they're rock fans. Uh, so, you know, it's so if so, wait, so here's the question family friendly kind of uh, huh. uh, rock, contemporary rock band, definitely. Nowhere near the ballpark of metal. I, I I guess I'll leave it at that. Will will uh, Five Finger Death Punch be a decent fit on a metal festival, even if the programmer knows that they're going to be the band that will largely be used as a piss break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what's happened. That's how I kind of see it. And I mean, like the number of metal festivals that they play uh, and are part of. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I guess this is where, you know, the programming is more considered now based not on like actual music, but more on the social media numbers than anything else. So, yeah. Cool. So wait, verdicts yeah, I then? I, I think they'll actually bring people uh, in, you know, people really? who 
may not necessarily be into actual metal might come in to see Five Finger Death Punch. Again, you know, it's back to the gateway drug theory. Yeah. Maybe uh, a few people who like the, you know, mildly offensive guitars that Five Finger Death Punch have will see a couple of bands who have, uh, you know, who go a lot further along that path and say, hey, you know what, I like this. And then, you know, they'll go around saying, hey, I used to listen to Five Finger Death Punch when I was a poser, which I think <laughs> is what every Five Finger Death Punch fan is going to say at some point of time or the other. <laughs> so basically, if if corporate HR was to book a metal gig exactly. and they called Five In Finger Death Punch, it would be fine. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, 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 because they they, they have the metal look and all, but huh. it's still acceptable. Like they 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 know, and I'm pretty sure they also will. So they'd be a, a good like band. they'd be a good band at like a hard rock cafe kind of a place oh, yeah. where corporates will exactly. essentially say uh, fuck think, yeah, and they'll be like oh, doing yeah, yeah. Uska, 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 up and everything uh, and stuff. I think one of the most famous videos was when they got I think this five year old girl on stage to sing, and I was like. Wow! Look, they found their audience. You know, five kids. <laughs> That's great. You know. Okay. Okay. Uh, so wait. So so verdicts then? Still metal, right? Bad no. metal, but bad metal. No, not no, metal. Not at all metal. Not at all metal. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, See, which is why I'm uh, like this is less metal than uh, Limp Bizkit than really. You know, are kind of according to me hanging on to their metal creds by their fingernails, but you know. Uh, okay. You guys don't even consider them metal. So okay. if you don't consider cool. Limbiscuit metal, there's no way you're going to consider Five Finger Death Punch. Cool. Metal. So so then this is the case. I fall into the trap because I judged the book by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you should listen to Champagne after this and uh, tell us what you think. Mm. <laughs> Challenge accept. I don't know, you know if I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, right? After this, you'll be like, damn you, Ravi. <laughs> yeah. You should do a reaction video. <laughs> That'll be a lot of fun. Okay, I think this next band, I think everyone's kind of familiar with. And uh, whether you love their vocalist or not, I want to know what you think, whether they are metal or not. Dream Theater. Oh, definitely metal. Yeah, definitely metal. Like, I'll I'll be very honest. uh, Dream Theater, I haven't heard anything after Images and No. uh, Which is the album that has 6 o'clock and Space Guy West on it. That's Awake. Wow. Huh. So I haven't anything? heard anything after Awake, like wow. properly. So uh, I really enjoyed that early era Dream Theater. I thought it was fantastic music. Uh, oddly enough, weirdly enough, uh, I've actually like in the recent, in the last week or so, I've actually been been listening to Dream Theater, but I've been listening to Images and Words and I've been listening to Awake. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You haven't checked out the new album? No, it doesn't interest me anymore. I don't know. It, it never interested me because I I felt like they had already they'd already set their sound and my expectations from them have been set at those albums and they really deliver on those albums. So it's not a band that I would go after just to hear a new iteration of the same sound because while Dream Theater is all about progression, I don't think there's any evolution in it. That's a very good way of putting that. So yeah. essentially, I think what Dream Theater do is they do what they, I mean, I think they do what they used to do either better or worse, album by album. And I actually can't stand those first few albums. You know, I honestly feel that the AOR elements and the 
uh, huge debt they had to Rush was a little more evident in those first hmm. few albums than later on. Uh, the album that kind of got me into them to the extent that I'm into them was uh, Systematic Chaos, uh, which again is kind of reviled by a lot of the hardcore fans because it was considered a slightly more metal album than uh, you know uh, some of the ones that preceded it. Okay. So I think uh, Systematic Chaos was really good. So I check out every single Dream Theater album. I like only the occasional Dream Theater album. So I really like Systematic Chaos. I mostly like the one that came after that, which is Black Clouds and Silver Linings. And I really liked the last but one album, Distance Over Time. That was fantastic. That great songs, great choruses. And it was really, really heavy. And, you know, it packed a wallop. I think the new album started well with Alien. After that, it kind of just petered out. And, you know, it was more of the same done slightly more competently. I'm curious to know why Dream Theater is being questioned for its met- metal metalness. Yeah, for its metal cred. Why, why don't you think they're metal, Peter? Because you obviously don't. I mean, see, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, the depending on the day, and this again is like when I watch them live, I really liked James Libre. Like I was like, fuck, he, he's pulling it off. But sometimes on the albums, he's just so fucking annoying. Like I, I wish like they were just an instrumental band. That'd be so much like when you're a liquid tension experiment, you're like, ha, ah, this is what like dream theater would sound like uh, without him. And I just wanted to know, I mean, like where, where y'all kind of stand because it, it yeah, dream well, theater started off really hating uh, James Libre's voice, but it's, something you kind of get used to and the thing is uh i think labrie is basically a a non-metal vocalist in a metal band Mm -hmm. and in a sense i think he because of the kind of our melodies he presumably comes up with i mean i'm not sure how the songwriting is split in dream theater but i think he has managed to make what would otherwise be very, very dense, unpalatable music, uh, more listener-friendly to, you know, a wider kind of audience. I think he's basically a Richard Marx-type vocalist. You know, he Mm. has a nice, pleasant voice. It's definitely not a metal voice. What I'd love to hear is somebody like maybe John Karabi singing for, uh, you know, Dream Theater, somebody with this really rough, gnarly voice who at the same time has a bit of a pitch and range and things like that that would be fantastic but you know uh, so so the same problem i faced with nevermore right it's like worldane like either you li- like his voice and you enjoy no but worldane is definitely a metal vocalist dude come on yeah, yeah. Mm. no but i'm saying in terms of just the thing um so i i have a similar issue with nevermore when it comes uh to but animesh so what's the verdict that it's well yeah, for me it's metal for ravi it's metal so yeah, Dream Theater is a me. metal band. Yeah, and for me also. I I was just curious to know the op- opinions <laughs> of uh, both of you. That's why I threw it in there. I mean, I can't make it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, new sure. Metals, right? No, so wait one second. Am I missing out if I don't hear Laterita or anything after? Uh, I'd suggest you give uh, Systematic Chaos a try. I mean, I was going to say Train of Thought because I really like that one. Oh, Train of Thought is amazing too. Yeah. I actually got into it in the weirdest way possible. Uh, uh, If you know Jay from Albatross, Mm -hmm. he has the uh, drum pattern to one of their songs 
uh, from Train of Thought tattooed on his hand. Whoa! I asked him about it, and he said, "Oh, hey, it's this song. It's from Train of Thought." I was like, I've "Never really heard that album." He said, "You should. It's really good." And well, it turned out to be really good. Check out Train of Thought also. I really enjoyed that one. Okay, uh, and do those albums still have Portnoy uh, on drums? Sorry, uh, I was speaking over you. Uh, but yeah, Train of Thought has a diss track about Jeff Tate, which makes it even more badass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it has Portnoy on drums. Yeah. Okay, so so anything with Mike Mangini is uh, isn't Mike Mangini? I think Distance Over Time is a great album. I absolutely loved it, start to end. That was the last but one album, you know, just before the most recent one. Yeah. Okay. Which is the view from the top. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Homework for me. All right. I I like how this is like becoming an episode of stuff that anime should check out. But uh, okay, <laughs> let's let's go back. And this, I think, uh, I have a great story about this band. But I want both of you to kind of chime in. Why don't you tell us the story first, and we'll try and guess the band. Yeah, it's 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 not going to be that easy. Trust me. Yeah, so let, let's okay. have at it. Yeah, let's. Okay, yeah, so let's so th- this was when I lived in UAE in like two thousand seven eight, mm-hmm. and there used to be a band called a local band there called End of Reason, and this was the time when this whole screamo emo kind of movement was happening, right? And everyone fucking hated those bands because they all tried to kind of ape it with their looks and things like that, right? You, you know what I'm talking about. and you had like the whiny vocals and stuff and honestly like when i heard that band huh. i was like eh, what are these guys ever going to do in their lives like they're going to not make <laughs> it big like forget like moving out of dubai right huh. and then there was a guitarist from that band they changed their name which is now they're still their name and they managed to get signed in the uk so a common friend of mine i mean of ours and the band and mine but ended up playing bass on that album they recorded it and i can't remember what exactly happened but the entire album get, that was recorded got shelved it never got released this guy persevered furthermore the guitarist and moved to the states and set up the band all over again got a new lineup and things like that wow. and yeah it's it's a great story but the name of the band is asking alexandria and i was like <laughs> yeah like that's the thing like when they changed their name i was like why the fuck are they naming themselves this and now they're fucking touring they're playing like huge festivals have either of you heard of them i have heard, heard of this of yeah i've heard of them my i never heard a song by yeah likewise because the only exposure i have to asking alexandria is a t-shirt that my former uh, drummer Ashwin that has what wow i didn't know this ashwin had a t-shirt asking alexander yeah a pretty cool t-shirt like nice trendy whatever mm. didn't seem metal but seem trendy is that is that how you describe asking alexandria music yeah cuz they basically kept changing their sound every few albums keeping up with the trends like they went one album where they went they decided to completely change the sound to i don't know like sound 80s metal and now their latest album which i only keep checking out for the singles is their back to their old sound and i'm like 
but that's the one that I hated in the beginning itself, which was that whole screamo thing in there. Have you come across them, Ravi, at all? Uh, well, I've heard of them, and you know, you've uh, basically asking Alexandria looks like the kind of band that you know you have pictures of in these uh, really slightly shabby hair salons that are trying to tell you about the kind of funky hairstyles they can give you. <laughs> so that in a nutshell is what Ale- asking Alexandria means to me. It's kind of like the uh, a band in a, a hair salon in a relatively small town in India, like maybe Coimbatore, where they will call it something like, uh, where all the hair cutting salons are incidentally called either hairways <laughs> Or hairlines. They really like their puns over there. And, you know, in one of these Ramesh's hairways or Raju's hairlines, they'll have a post <laughs> of this band. And, you know, they'll be like, this is the kind of haircut we can give you. But you know what? We'll just be a crew cut and be done with it. Yeah, like it's weird because when you when you initially started telling your story and I heard the word screamo, I was genuinely... like. Weirdly enough, the very first band that came to mind was a band called Broken Side. Which one? Broken Side. Broken Side? I think like that to me is like I'm I'm actually I'm 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 appalled that the US Army would continue to use Megadeth and Slayer as uh audio of mass destruction or whatever torture when you have this kind of screamo music available <laughs> but uh yeah i mean like for me alexander asking alexandria are like this boy band that keeps changing their sound and try to make it like sugar-coated syrup for like kids right like oh this is what metal is and again no surprises i mean five finger death punch and asking alexandria on on the same label so just that tells <laughs> you something <laughs> Okay, so what? Uh, I like my first look at them, and the only exposure I've had to them tells me that they're not a metal band. Yeah, I feel a little bad passing a judgment on a band that I haven't. Yeah, but you know what? I think I'm just gonna go with my gut here. Uh, asking Alexandria generally uh, looks like you know uh, one of these really um, uh, core kind of uh, mallcore. That's exactly the word. Yeah. Uh, basically the kind of stuff that will be playing in the coffee shop that considers itself an edgier version of Starbucks. Uh, basically but I, hot topic metal is what you're saying. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, but I All now right. feel obliged to hear a song by them just to kind of... Uh, I don't it. even feel obliged. <laughs> That's your homework, Ravi. That's your homework. <laughs> like, it's okay. I can live my life without asking Alexandria anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I'd rather listen to this construction and noise that's outside my house right now <laughs> and, like, the gl- add little glitches and electronica bits to it than listen to <laughs> asking Alexandria. Construction core. <laughs> construction core. <laughs> that oh, sounds man. more interesting than asking Alexandria. <laughs> Not saying something. Okay, uh, just a quick aside. So, we've got four bands done. I've got two more. Are you guys up for two more? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, easily. Sure. This is fun. Okay, yeah. okay cool. Uh, okay, let's 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 get the let's do a vibe check. Do you all want like intense discussion or just like whatever? Family? Just throw it at us, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, next up is a band I think that all three of us are very familiar with and we've heard the discographies for sure. Cynic. Metal or not? Fuck. I uh, thought you would be uh, bringing uh, this one up. Difficult. Yeah. I'd say definitely metal in the uh, uh, in the focus era after that who knows. I mean, I think they're more like some kind of a, you know, uh <laughs> To coin a phrase, ashram metal kind of band, you know, where you want to go for a vipassana retreat or maybe something slightly less than a vipassana retreat and you want to mainly spend time cross-legged and staring into space and you want something that's, you know, mildly interesting going on in the background and there is traced in the air onwards, cynic waiting for you. Hmm. I must ask you, have you heard Ascension Codes? I haven't heard the full album. I just heard the single. It was all right. Uh, basically, uh, I like the instrumental components of the music, uh, but the entire thing just doesn't hang for me as cohesively as uh, Focus did. And, you know, I really tried to get into, I think Trace in the Air was their first reunion album. Yeah. I yeah. haven't tried harder on any album than I tried with that, but it just did not hit it. And the thing is, I like prog rock and I like metal, but, but this just seemed to be some kind of a meandering, am I this, am I that, I'm not sure myself sort of album. Hmm. So I'd say they're probably more prog rock than they are metal. Um, uh, I'd definitely put them more in the uh, shred uh, ambient prog rock kind of uh, category than I'd put them in metal. They had one metal album, but you know, uh, one metal album does not really a discography make. Hmm. Okay. Peter, do you want to go next? Wow, this is tough. I mean, like, I really, I'm, I'm putting this out there, I really love Ascension Goals. It's like, I strongly urge you, Ravi, to hear it because, like, I was like you when I heard the single, I was like, uh, but when you listen to the album, right? And I still remember listening to it the first time and I messaged Animesh saying that this is a trip. It's one of those albums that you need to listen like start to finish. You don't uh -huh. you just like sample and things like that because it's just the way the entire album is kind of set up and produced. There's so many elements in there. And for me, that's prog. Like there's so much going on on that album. Like on each listen, every time I go back, I'm like, wow, what did they do here? And it's so well produced in terms of all the various elements. And I was like going through the things because there's so many musicians featured on it. But mm. coming to the thing at hand, right? I've always struggled with the fact that like Cynic were called metal or lumped into metal. I mean, the focus, you know, we've, we've, we've had uh, Jason Gobel, we've had... Uh, Paul Masvidal also on the podcast. And I think it was, if, if they were like doing this at a different time, they would have not been considered, been lumped in there, but just for marketing or whatever sake they were put. And it was always easy, right? After them being part of death to kind of sell yeah. them as a metal band. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. For me, I've always struggled with Focus being a metal uh, album. Uh, traced in air and all onwards it's very clear like very just prog and i think like even though i followed like i struggled with carbon-based anatomy because i was like okay what's really happening there right 
it felt that album felt more like an Aeon Spoke album than an actual uh, Cynic album. But uh, yeah, not metal for me. Animesh. Hmm. This one's actually making me think quite a bit because honestly, if I define Focus as a metal album, then Cynic continues to remain a metal band because apart from the vocals, really, what else has changed? Nothing much, significantly, right? Um, it continues to be pushing boundaries with, uh, like, of, in terms of musicality, it continues to feature some of the most enjoyable technicality. The ashram metal dig or the whip, whatever, like that kind of a dig I get, but at the same time, that's what Cynic has come to define and that's like that's a separate i think discussion altogether i don't know this one's tough because yeah i i get i get not defining cynic as metal and i think that's that kind of a case um something like ascension codes does that like people who would not define them as metal would put that album out there and say like how can this be metal the same could have been said for kindly bend to free us as well but then again Focus to me remains a metal album in that way because that's exactly how I was introduced to them. And I don't think the cynic attitude or what cynic makes me feel, etc. has kind of ever not met my expectations with any new release. So if I'm clumping them in metal, I'm fine clumping them in metal. If they are not metal, that's also fine with me. At the moment, I'll still consider them metal only because both of you haven't considered them metal. So <laughs> I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give that shout out over there and just say, no, man, they're, they're, st they're still metal. So that it's it's not a complete decimation of sorts. <laughs> well played, well played. I, won't want, I, I don't want to take away from their metal roots or from their metal cred. Like this is one of those bands, weirdly enough for me, that has surpassed labels yeah true yeah true it's 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 very weird it's it's cynic and i like there's very few bands out there which i can which i can say that hey they don't sound like anything else but yeah weirdly enough i uh like over the last few days i've been looking at all the year-end lists etc and i'm still seeing a lot of love for cynic as such in these metal your lists. Well, I have a bit of a conspiracy theory here. I think Cynic uh, slightly, haha, cynically uh, portray themselves as a metal band. I think the coverage you get for metal is still reasonably well established. You know, if you're a new metal band, there are a few outlets that will talk to you, that will, you know, post your music, that will try to drum up some enthusiasm about it. If you're a progressive rock band, it's crickets chirping. Nobody gives a damn what progressive rock bands are doing. Well, like, for instance, if you want an analogy, let's consider a hardcore prog band like the Flower Kings. When was the last mm. time you heard anybody talking about, hey, the Flower Kings have a new album out. Have you heard it? Nah, nobody cares. There's like maybe around 20,000, 25,000. I don't know how many Flower Kings fans in the world. They're huh. the only people who are affected by that development. So in a sense, if they want to be, haha, I lo I'm loving this pun, cynical about it, they <laughs> you know, say that they're a heavy metal band purely because there just is 
uh, well-established and reasonably consistent kind of publicity mechanism around metal bands. And there's a well-established ecosystem of sites that talk about metal, which doesn't exist for the genre of music that they actually are, which is pro rock. Did we ask Paul Masvidal as to whether he considered Cynic a metal band? And he said no, right? No, he said yes. Yeah, he said yes. <laughs> and he played in death. Come on, how can he not be metal? <laughs> no, but no, no, no. He, he There was a lot of weight attached to that answer. There was a lot of uh, context given and justification yeah. given as to why he still continues to think it was metal. It essentially boiled down to kind of what I said, which was my roots were there. Now we've evolved, so it doesn't really matter. But if you were to lump us into something, it would still be metal. And also, we also talked to him about like the whole image of metal, right? Like, yeah. Essentially, if you look at like Five Finger Death Punch fans, they're not the same metal fans as cynic ones, right? <laughs> and I'm not going to spell that out know, even more. <laughs> a lot of these people receive their news on the music they like from the same outlets. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which, which, just which a I matter get. of convenience, if you ask me. Yeah, true. Uh, that's an interesting point, though. I, I'd honestly, I'd love to talk to Masvidal again, and like these are the kind of talking points I want to address him because, very sad to say, but at the moment he is cynic. So. Yeah. 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 Plus, I think uh, given the fact that he never seems to give a superficial answer on anything from all of the interviews I've read by him. Yeah, might be something that he's actually interested in talking about. So maybe we yeah. should do something around ascension codes. That'd be great. Oh yeah, been That's trying, man. That's the plan. Been trying. Okay. <laughs> and, and and to wrap this one off, I couldn't have think of a more fun band to do this. I know Animesh, you're a fan, so you're going to be a bit biased. But what the heck, Steel Panther. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> definitely metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steel Panther is St- Steel Panther is metal. Um, when you take the stupidity of Limb Biscuit <laughs> and you actually provide a bit more heaviness in your sound, and obviously you hark back and you poke fun at one of the best, like one of the best bands to poke fun and and completely do a lovely their own take on on hair metal. Yeah, Steel Panther definitely metal. Stadium. Yeah. I, I honestly think that Steel Panther are the last surviving hair metal band. And the so-called poking fun at is, again, you know, something that's being done more in a nudge-nudge, wink-wink way so that people who like hair metal only ironically can like Steel Panther. But I honestly think Steel Panther are the last surviving hair metal band. And that if you see basically... uh Steel Panther had two ways that they could do this. They could either be dead serious and poker-faced about it like Manowar are. <laughs> Some people would argue makes Manowar even funnier than it would be if they were like, haha, if you're not into metal, you're not my friend, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, you know, you could argue that being completely poker-faced, I'm willing to die for metal makes Manowar a funnier parody band because, you know, they're going all in. But Steel Panther are a parody band that are, are are a serious band that want you to think they're a parody band. Yeah. See, here's the thing, right? Um, I wish, I genuinely wish Riju was here because he would have loved this reference. And shout out to Riju if you're listening. Um, Steel Panther is what 
रेसलिंग और स्ट्रोक स्पोर्ट्स एंटरटेनमेंट गुड रेसलिंग और गुड स्पोर्ट्स एंटरटेनमेंट हैज बिकम टुडे वेर द पीपल वेर द ऑडियंस नोज दैट लाइक इज फुल्ली एक्सपोज टू के फेब एंड फुल्ली नोज वॉट इज गोइंग ऑन एज सच बट स्टिल loves somebody who can make them suspend their disbelief for that small little moment and where, where you just are only a fan again right so steel panther does that manowar is still stuck in stuck in old school kayfabe where it all has to be about ensuring that the gimmick continues to live on and that does, <laughs> that just doesn't fly in this day and age yeah so i yeah. wonder i wonder what it would be like honestly right if steel panther wrote a serious song what they would actually write they've been writing it. serious songs yeah all of those are serious songs are serious songs <laughs> i don't know i mean like for, for me right it's it's one of those bands which basically the marketing or the image takes precedent over everything else i mean no, i'm not sure the songs are it's, great it's it's a whole they package man songs for your genre they have fantastic uh, solos and you know i mean Uh, essentially like i said uh it is like a self conscious dokken song you know yeah yeah i i, I so completely buy that yeah uh concepts and themes that dokken was presumably very very serious about when he was singing and it takes them slightly over the top but out of feeling you know that's what these guys would be singing about anyway hmm okay. that that's interesting So wait, wait, so Peter, so, wait, you uh, two Steel Panther metal band for us. What oh, about for you? I don't know. Man. I I I just feel that th- these guys could have been the backup uh, musicians for a boy band <laughs> if, if they no. weren't doing this. Really? <laughs> but actually, oh, you're well, I mean, not really a boy band. But there's been a well-established tradition of. Uh, you know a lot of shredders playing for a lot of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pop bands i think uh nuno briefly toured with janet jackson and i think he played the solo for a song called black cat which was i think at that point of time heavier than a lot of what extreme themselves were doing so and i think greg how also toured with uh, a lot of the uh pop uh, vocalists and stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah. while i get the fun and all of that for me it's just a turn off after a while so like i th- that's where i stand it's not true enough for you is it let's put it in perspective right like considering the amount of music that's being released at the moment would i rather listen to like a steel panther over any other band no but like if 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 i'm like brain dead and i just want to listen to something which will just make me smile and make me feel like oh my god this is so stupid then maybe i will <laughs> listen to a steel panther song but no i i i'm kind of like and and the decision for me is also in a way that i've successfully avoided listening to most of their music by choice <laughs> for for the longest time so like the only time i actually heard a full song was by them was <laughs> while prepping for this to be like okay what's their music really like <laughs> oh it's it's fun stuff it's fun stuff yeah it's fun stuff Okay. So so that 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 was it that's all the six bands i had for this episode okay cool allow me to allow me to throw in one band uh that i just want to kind of get a validation actually not even 
quick reactions would would actually be the order of the day uh because i i doubt we've ever spoken about this but this is the perfect people that i want to speak about this with do you guys consider wasp heavy metal yes oh fuck i do too yeah i think yeah wasp is i mean like there is literally nothing else wasp is shock rock no i mean you know <laughs> Top rock is I don't know what murder dolls or some such shit. Wasp is heavy metal, you know. Uh, yeah. They everything about them, the look, yeah. sound, the fact that uh, Blackie Lawless back in the day had a chainsaw sprouting out of his armpit. I mean, which other genre? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wasp is definitely metal. So seven bands gone through, out of which we've deemed today that. Limbiscuit is not a heavy metal band. Wasp I've... are a heavy metal band. Five Finger Death Punch not a heavy metal band. Dream Theater is a heavy metal band. Asking Alexandria not a heavy metal band. Band sure. we didn't yeah like the most uneducated answer out of all of them. Cynic not a metal band. Yeah, Steel yeah. Panther I got overruled. Panther <laughs> is a metal band. <laughs> wow. Okay. Chew on those, gentlemen. And while you chew on those, why don't you let us know whether you think all of these seven bands are metal or not? As always, you can write into us at hansapod.com or find us on Twitter at hansapod. Uh, I'm on Twitter at asmoani. I'm at Trent Crusher. Uh, I'm at home. As, <laughs> as always. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. This was Hansap. Hansap, guys. Hands up.